about one force damage. Why is it so inconsistent? Construction is hard. Hey everybody, welcome back. Uh, this is the Construction is Hard podcast. Uh, I'm Brian Witt. I've got Toby Mitchell to my left. I have Gary Fox on the on the far side. Um, Toby is joining us actually out here in Philadelphia. We're at an industry event. Uh, Toby has been a longtime friend of ours, a number of years now. Um, runs Classic Electric out of California. And actually, I'm going to kind of kick it over to you. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, so we're uh, Classic Electric. We're based out of San Luis Obispo, California, or we just call it Slow. Uh, yeah, and we've known each other for six years or so. Met at an event Something like, like this. And uh, yeah, we just always, uh, I don't know. View, yeah. view things in a similar way. It was just, it's funny. Uh, I want to clarify, Toby is actually not a, we've never officially done business together in the way of you're not a customer. You just, Toby sees and is involved in the industry uh, pretty heavily in a number of uh, industry associations, as well as helping represent and drive technology forward in some of those industry associations. We'll hear more about that here in a second. But um, yeah, just views kind of this tech revolution and the embracing of technology and construction very similar to gary and i so um, we're thrilled to thrilled to have you on yeah yeah i've been trying to get in technology ever since i started the business 13 years ago so it's always been i never wanted to be on paper or spreadsheets i wanted to some type of platform to be on all the time so that's where my push has always been so i'm constantly seeing what's out there and stuff like that and i think in your dad was also in construction yeah my dad's a general Actually, he just retired. Uh, my brother's uh, general and a plumber, and my other brother's an electrical contractor as well. Long family history. Yeah. Um, and also, one of the things that I actually enjoyed, and maybe why we originally connected, was uh, my family comes from a history of farming, and you guys have a very great niche that I've enjoyed in, in kind of ag, automation, irrigation, stuff like that. Um, so Toby brings a nice, different perspective to Gary and I's ramblings. Um, but with all that being said, today, for those of you that have been tuning into these in the past, we're in the workforce management series here on the podcast. Uh, we've done a number of episodes. We've talked about workforce management as far as the category, the practice in the industry itself. We talked about the PPT, people process technology aspects, yada, yada. We're deep into our uh, workforce management trusses or pillars. You've heard us use both terms. Uh, today, we're on to the fifth of our pillars, the information pillar. So we just spoke last time about communication and communication and information are cl tied closely together and you're going to notice them bleeding over. That's okay. We're trying to exemplify that, that these pillars or these trusses, these categories in workforce management, they are symbiotic and they do impact and relate to one another. So you'll hear us reference and go back into some of those communication pieces today. It's intentional. But with that being said, information. Uh, remember, back in, I believe it was like episode two, we actually talked about Gary's big four, right? You've got uh, your materials, you've got your people or labor, you have information, and you have your tools or equipment. Yeah. And so today, information is going to be right at the forefront and paramount uh, because it is one of those big four as well as a critical piece to workforce management. Um, so as we jump into this, Let's go back to actually like a, a dictionary definition of information because just like communication, I think information is one of these topics where we talk a lot about data. We hear about data a lot and we all get it. Data is important, yada, yada. 
but we really want to break down information in the way of in workforce management how do we consolidate this find a source of truth who should have access to it yada yada we're going to dive into those pieces so the dictionary says information is knowledge obtained from investigation study or instruction intelligence or news facts or data so thank you Miriam Webster's for that um, I like a piece of this where it's obtained from investigation study or instruction and that's a big one that we have in workforce management as far as our directors of field general superintendents yada yada we talked about communications consolidating those they're also making decisions but do our people have access to it so I want to start today's episode off actually with just a quick analogy of how we can think about communication versus information Imagine you have a circle of seven to 10 people and those seven to 10 people are all facing inwards and they're all looking at a map, a screen, the information, the thing is in the middle and everyone is looking towards and oriented on the same information. That's the information pillar. They can all see it. It's in real time, maybe yada, yada. The difference is when two or three of those 10 people turn away and they're facing outside the circle when we have to tap them on the shoulder or alert them or bring their attention back, say, hey, look at this, something's changed, that's a communication piece. So if that helps with uh, kind of distinguishing these two, uh, we hope it kind of brings a visual aspect. Dictionary has their definition. Our definition for workforce management information is having accurate real-time, real-time is key, having accurate real-time information available to the appropriate people at the appropriate times, at the appropriate places. So real-time information to the right people who can see what, who can touch or manipulate what information, appropriate times. I need this in the same place that I'm scheduling or forecasting or trying to place somebody. I don't need it lost in accounting, in HR, yada, yada. I got to bring it together. And the appropriate places, field, office, uh, we've got to be able to do this maybe from home. It's This technology allows us to constantly be doing workforce management and be contributing or receiving that information. Let's kind of dive into a little bit. Toby, you have a perspective through some industry associations and your interactions on uh, information and, and data and how people kind of view that or, or what some different trends you see there are. Yeah, I mean, we have so much information out there now. And uh, one of the biggest thing is, what do we do with it? I think a lot of people would get overwhelmed and stuff like that, but it's it's such great information, and I think it really helps if we start thinking, you know, future succession planning, stuff like that, right? You can have your newer project managers, you have all that data, they can go back and look, how did we do on this project two years ago? How did we do on this project three years ago? What were what was the crew, right? How the well these crews work. Toby's talking about version history. I think that's a big thing too. We get all of this uh, data or information, you know, brought into one spot. One, what do we do with it? But two, with the version history, when you wipe that that job board, when you erase it, it's gone. We don't know who was on what jobs in the past. What, which of your technicians were on what past projects? Stuff like that. We save multiple versions of the Excel spreadsheet. So okay, fine, you could call it having version history, but. When you have 50 versions of the spreadsheet. <clears throat> no one's going to go back and look at an old spreadsheet. I mean, no. that would really be an exception to the rules. Uh, the, the amount of time to process all that right, information and right. open every single file. Where, where you have a platform, you simply set the date and instantaneously look back. 
at all the information that was going on that particular day a year ago, two years ago. Uh, that that that's becomes a very useful tool, and it, I think it's it's one thing that contractors aren't used to, and they're not in the habit of doing that. But do it a couple times and really glean the value of that mm-hmm. uh, can really help you, you know, perform down the road. Let's talk about um, Gary. You've got a uh, uh, this. There's this perception of information. We talked about it's one of the big four. It's critical to our people being effective on the job. Do they have the right information? But there's this perception of like where do we focus the best information and the most accurate information, or um, you know, with your colored drawings. Yeah. Well, I'll say this first: is this is a very important topic. This is one that can easily get glossed over and looked at as a yawner. You know, who doesn't know that you need information and you know what can you possibly bring to the table when you're talking about information, right? But it is critical. It's one of the big four. You take information away from a person in the field, you shut them right down. You take the tools away, you shut them right down. Take the material away. But the material and the tools, that's pretty obvious. Information is kind of you know, subliminal out there. It's it's not really that obvious. Um, it's a hard thing to identify a lot of times. And so uh, the example you asked me to, to present, when CAD first became prevalent in the workplace and contractors started uh, purchasing plotters, uh, start printing out uh, large format drawings and printing was very expensive. And so you had a color printer. You'd print on a nice colored print. All the systems were different colors. Power's blue. Uh, fire alarm's red. Emergency system's a different color. Beautiful drawing. And then print on a black and white drawing, which is much cheaper to print, easier to, to reproduce. And we started doing that, and we would send the black and white version out to the field well they needed to know you know what systems are what and, and they're trying to determine what's fire alarm and what's power and we've got the color drawing back in the office because we didn't want them ruining it getting out in the environment and and spilling coffee on it or whatever you know um, how stupid is that it's insane give them the information they need in the proper format to allow them to do their job. It's a, it's a win-win for everybody. The, the uh, installers are happy. You're being much more productive. What, for the, for the price of ink? You know? Um, and so that's one small example of how you can really do a poor job uh, sending information to the field in formats that they could really utilize. Yeah, it's... Um this, this field information focus, there's a piece too of today. Think today in workforce management. So who should be coming from my job? Uh, where do the needs arise on my job? Who's transferring to a different job? Yada, yada, that information, just like the color drawings versus not. Think today, ask yourself, how do my project stakeholders and my workforce stakeholders, PM, foreman, labor coordinators, general superintendents, what is the vehicle or the place that they view that information in the field, in the office, on the road? What do they have? 
spreadsheet, a, a printout of the spreadsheet. Uh, people go into the, the office, take a picture of the job board. That's a really common one. You would not, you'd be surprised. Very common. Every Monday, everybody comes in, takes a picture, and then they go off into the field and they, and they do their thing. You got to back it up, Brian. That's how you back it up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Get a version history. Take a picture. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and then that room with the, with the magnet board, uh, basketballs and volleyballs aren't allowed in that room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gary's grandkids aren't allowed in there. there. <laughs> that, that board. But, but yeah, it, it's where are we? And let's start talking about where are we consolidating this workforce management information? Okay. So I want to hit on something too. You have project management tools that are consolidating project information. We have HR or payroll tools that are consolidating people information. That's not the source of truth that we're actually talking about here. Um, those are obviously critical, extremely important systems. A workforce management source of truth is where I get project information and people information into a place where I can begin to align and associate the two together create individual paths across projects, leveraging the individual person's data or information. Same thing with project data. What are the needs for this project and this, the financial stipulations or, or information there that dictate who and how I move people across them? I've got to bring that information together, make sure it's in real time. But hey, when I create a source of truth like that, there's also a risk. I've got all this information in one spot. Should everybody really be seeing all of that and being able to access, there's a risk there. We bring a threat into it. And I think it's a, I think we're really talking about two things here today, the single source of truth and control transparency. What do you mean by control transparency? Uh, actually, that's a Gary original term. Um, you have to be able to control the information, disseminate it to the proper people, and, and keep information back to people that don't need it. Um, a good example would be sending everyone's wage rates out to the field. That you don't want to do for obvious reasons, right? Um, so therefore, the foreman out in the field cannot see people's wage rates. But you certainly want you know labor managers to be able to see that so they can, they can adjust the composite wage rates on jobs. That's one example. Another example would be what I call swim lanes, where you have multiple superintendents uh, multiple field or workforce managers. Uh, workforce manager A doesn't need to see the data for workforce manager B, right? It would just muddies the waters and there's just too much information. Uh, you keep it nice and clean and crisp and, and get the proper information to the proper people in real time. And that's where the permission levels and platforms like Rivet allow that to happen. So you control, you want to be as transparent as possible but you also need to control it because it's all sitting, like Brian said earlier, it's all sitting in one spot uh, and there's risk involved in that. So there has to be a way to control it. Like you're saying, Foreman B, we don't want him to have the information from Foreman A because it really doesn't mean anything because yeah. they're on separate projects. Right. right. And he might start worrying about that and not concentrate on his project. Right. And, make it and you know, and every company is different. They, their processes are different and they, they, have the options of opening certain avenues up and shutting certain ones down. Um, just depends on what's needed at, in a particular company. I think there's a, a piece too here about um, information 
we get this data hue coming across the top of it. So integrations are always looming. People are always going to be wanting to talk about integrations. And they're great. We love integrations. But there is times when integrations might not be the answer. Maybe my operations team moves faster right now than my financial department does, which, by the way, that actually happens more than you might expect too. Well, then how the hell do you know what you're paying your people? Oh, it happens. They figure it out. But ops has already moved on. When you've got a really good workforce management practice, you'd be surprised how fast operations moves because they get it on a real-time tool. That's the tool they're living in every day. That's the source of truth. That's It's hard to herd cats, but it's easy to move the damn milk. So it's like that's where everybody's going to, and they start to move at such a quick cadence. The rest of the company's now trying to keep up, right? And so we talk about integrations a lot, but they might not always be the right answer. Typically, I mean, a good data management strategy can come in different forms of facets. Think of it as PPT for there as well. Like our second or third episode, I think it was, we talked about people process technology. Think of your data, your sustainable data management strategy. That is what we are always looking when we are helping onboard customers with workforce management softwares and systems. It's getting their workforce management practice in here. But what's the strategy for getting the data right? Maybe you have some quite frankly, some corporate or technical uh, hurdles that you are or are not allowed to jump through and you can't integrate. Or maybe there's other past scars uh, from past experiences where like, yeah, I don't want to go through that again. You, you've you gone through that road. Yeah, years ago when we first started, we had uh, our uh, project management software crash our ERP like, and it was, it was horrible. And so I just haven't felt comfortable to having our new system talk with our ERP system quite yet. So it is some double entry. It is a little bit more work on the office, but it's just because I'm not at that level of comfort yet. But you have, in like a people process technology, maybe the integration is a technology, but you have still a process and people that yes. are like designated. Yeah, yeah. So we have the one person that reviews the time cards daily, and then we have the other person that does the payroll and reviews to make sure the overtime's right and stuff like that. Yeah, so we can still, the sustainable data management strategy comes in, it's different for everybody. And and integrations may or may not always be the blanket statement. Now, Gary has a different perspective, different story from them. They started non-integrated back in the days when workforce management tools actually were like, just, we were there, so I get to cheat and I, I know how it worked. We didn't have them have the ability to be integrated quite yet. It was very muddy and it was all custom one-off if we were trying to make it happen but eventually became more of a scalable sustainable approach but you guys started not integrated technically yes for a short period of time uh, but if i roll the clock back even further uh, we had our workforce management in place before the platforms were even available and we used uh, microsoft outlook the contacts page to actually build our single source of truth for the project management team. So everyone can see it, it's all the same. It's a, it is a single source of truth and we actually structured the columns and that to match what we needed. Uh, it, was a, it was a painful process, but it worked. And we fought through it for years because we, we knew that it was the right thing to get the team involved, have the project managers involved, have them see what's going on, have them have input into, you know, the, the labor management. It's kind of funny how uh, 
you have a project manager that's not allowed to help manage labor in some companies, right? He's the project manager, <laughs> but 60% of what's going on is labor and, and he's not allowed really to touch it. Uh, we changed that and, and that's how we came up with the Microsoft Outlook idea. Uh, it was, again, it was, it was painful, but looking back on it, it's probably one of the best things that ever happened to us because we, our processes were in place. And when the platforms became available, uh, it was just, it was like rolling, rolling out of bed. I mean, we, we transitioned to that. It, it was, we got it took the thorn out of our, our, out of our foot, you know, um, it really was quite an experience to, to, look back at that and and experience that the the other thing i want to add we're talking about that is what happens when when you start tying this together and you have a single source of truth and you got your control transparency you got all this clicking it's amazing what happens to the level of collaboration that come comes with that instead of one individual doing this another individual doing that you've got the team collaborating and they're all seeing different things and they're able to sort things out and and do the right thing as a team now instead of individual actions which then in turn you know just fuels into the processes that you're that you're using and improves them over time so i would much rather have a team of six people collaborating on how to bring a job in profitably than uh, having six individuals making different decisions that really aren't tied to one another in a vacuum. Uh, that's, that's a big mistake. Um, the other thing is, is that, you know, industry experts tell you that about 40% of the time spent on a, on a job site is productive. 40%. Now, to me, that's a pretty low number. And so if I'm spending 60% of my time and non-value-added task. There certainly is a lot of room for improvement there. And we can talk about a lot of different things that affect that, but we're talking about information right now. I think information might be one of the biggest hurdles uh, that contractors have to overcome in order to improve their efficiencies and productivity. Let's talk about... Um the accuracy also right we need accurate information when it comes in the workforce management piece and i would challenge a lot of groups i know we have accurate information we're on it we're on it you're seeing uh you're seeing outdated information is what you're seeing most times right it's telephone it's like playing the telephone game i tell toby something he tells gary he tells around the room pretty soon you're going to tell us something totally different right remember that old game it's the same thing today with workforce management information the Field team members and field stakeholders, they get their look ahead or their version out there. They send it up to the PM, PM, and the labor coordinators are working on another one. Eventually, that gets up to maybe a division level or a business segment side. Eventually, version A, B, C, D, F, it eventually makes its way all the way up to the VP of ops, typically. And then they're going to stand in front of everybody and say, okay, here's where we're headed as a workforce, as a business. Great. That was a great synopsis of what was going on two, three weeks ago when all that stuff actually came up through the field. Right, but it's not in real time. We're not managing well, labor in real. And, and Toby, actually, you guys are doing the same thing on your ops software. You, you can look there and you know it's in real time. 
Yeah, I mean, it's super important to have that information in real time right then so you can make those decisions, right? Because like you said, you're two weeks, three weeks. I would say people are probably months behind. And now they're trying to make a reaction to something that might not even be a problem anymore. And how much wasted time is that? And on to Gary's point, like you can manage a project that is missing tools and missing material. It's hard to, unless you have the data and the information out there, it's hard to say, is the field productive because they don't have information. Right. It's running under the radar. Yeah. That problem runs under the radar. Um, it's a the other thing is, is, is if you don't have a platform, you know what your single source of truth is? Nothing. It's absolutely nothing. It's a spreadsheet here. It's a spreadsheet over here. It, it's a piece of paper over here. It's a two-week look ahead, tucked in the, thrown up in the corner of some project well, manager's <laughs> office at his drafting table, right? <laughs> that he hasn't looked. He's got to stack that high. I, I that he it. hasn't looked at. No. And and so it, it, there there is nothing that ties it together, like a platform does. I love the. Uh, we've been in conversations in the past, all of us, with different. Uh, technical leaders, operational leaders, and then there's always the data leader too. And you're all my friends too, love you, but I can't help but chuckle when the topic of security comes up with this workforce management data. You want me to pull my project information and my people information and put it somewhere outside of our ironclad lock and key system? Uh, we do government projects, we do this, we do that. We can't do that. By the way, I'm. I got my government clearances when I got information, by the way, I know what you're talking about, right? But what's happening today? There is not a real source of truth. So today, whether you like it or not, these guys are taking that secure information and they're putting it on black books in their back pocket. They're putting it on spreadsheets that get sent around. It is out there, my friends. In fact, putting it on a workforce management platform is more secure than almost anything you're probably doing or could be doing right now. Because again, it's not your people's fault. What do they have? They have these makeshift tools and we gotta make do with what we've got. But let's talk about security. Yeah, it's terrible right now. You gotta get it onto a platform. So there's some kind of access gateways, physical security. There is so much there. Uh, we knew a group, the information was not in a platform. There was no source of truth. The source of truth was a black book that all the superintendents would update at different times. And the general had it in his truck and they had literally like a designated place. I got pictures of where it would go always. And everybody knew his truck, they knew the door code, they could get to the black book. No, his but truck his burned truck up. burned up and it's like, well, <laughs> fudge, what are we going to do? That was a moment that pretty soon now they're like, well, I guess we need a goddamn workforce management platform because it's all gone. There's no version history that you talk about risk to a business. I mean, you guys, your data is valuable and there's a, that's, that's an asset to the business that we're trying to protect. You know, I've, I've never heard that story. Uh, and my question would be who burned the truck up? A competitor. So I, I guess it was on the job site. Yeah, well, <laughs> if they known, that would have been a great. <laughs> there must have been a reason to, to light it up, right? <laughs> I can't say the name, but yeah, I bet their competitors were happy about yeah. it. Um, hey, real, I, let, let, we're going to wrap this 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 segment up, but I've got one more way or thought that I think brings all this together. So uh, you might not be able to tell from my cheery demeanor and Neanderthal output, but I really love the symphony. Right, I'm a huge fan of the symphony, and there's a great lesson in there about a lot of how workforce management 
information as well as communication. Our last two episodes we've been talking about in this series, how they all kind of come together. Okay, so bear with me here. Maybe we can get some graphics, you know, or people can do their magic or not. But the symphony, out front you have your conductor, right? Your leader, that's your operational leader. Imagine that as our VP of ops, general superintendents, labor coordinators, might be owners of the company, right? These are experienced people. So our operational leaders are the conductor. And we are keeping time while we are trying to write the sheet music, right? We all know operations is constantly changing. Things are constantly shifting. So the music isn't set. It is constantly being updated while we go. So I'm passing out, right? In, in the symphony, right? We have our different rows. There's multiple rows out in front of me as the conductor. And I have my brass section over here on the left. I have my string section over here on the right. The percussions in the back keeping the, the beat and the tempo. Maybe that's my shop, right? And anyways, I'm passing out the plan. I'm passing out the sheet music, but I don't have a platform. I don't have technology for this. So it is physical sheet music. Row one gets it, the flutes get it, and they start to play, right? Operations doesn't stop for you guys. So we are gonna keep playing. The music will continue. The show must go on, right? RIP Freddie, but the, we pass the first sheet music out. People start to play. They have to turn around and they have to pass the sheet music back to the next people. Okay, trumpets, here you go, right? Uh, PM to foreman, labor coordinator to general superintendent to foreman to PM, whatever the sequence might be. They turn around to row three. Version one is still going out there. Version two happens, something changed. Something changed, I as the conductor, while I'm keeping time, I have to update the music and I send out version two now. So the flutes get version two, the violins are playing, yada yada, and they pass it back. Well, version one finally reached percussion and they're going off of that plan. This is where people be, this is where the needs are, this is where we're gonna focus. Version two is now about halfway through my ranks and guess what? Damn it, something else changed and I have version three now. And you can imagine, everyone is trying to play. I'm trying to keep time, but I'm also distracted. So maybe we're slowing down the tempo, picking it back up. It sounds like shit, sounds awful. We've got everybody playing a different version of the same thing. The timing is all off. There's no consistency, no discipline, no cadence. And uh, oh, finally, by the way, you know, I'm trying to change the notes like as the opposite, I never get a rest. We all know that's the hot seat. So I'm also just burning myself out trying to keep one or two notes ahead of the band. That's what's happening today in workforce management, uh, uh, communications and information. It is stagnant, it's out of date, it's stale. It gets passed out to the field and on down and our operations does not run smoothly. We do not have everybody seeing things in real time. So take my whole symphony scenario now and imagine a, everyone has a tablet in front of them. The music is now digital. It's sitting right in front of them. I have an automated timekeeper. So I am now, I've got the metronome or whatever it is going. I'm not actually that educated in this area, but I've got a timekeeping going. Anyways, final bit is now I get to update the music. I'm two, three, four, five pages ahead of my band. I can be looking way out ahead keeping changing music and nobody, it doesn't disrupt my operations. When I updated on my tablet at the front as a conductor, everyone's seeing the same thing in real time. Everyone's marked into the same cadence. It's beautiful, sounds beautiful. Um, so you went to the symphony and it turned into a polka. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, okay. It's not or a chicken dance. dance. Yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, that might dance. be it, yeah. chicken dance, yeah. Um, so, Okay, as we wrap today, everybody, appreciate the time again. Um, these episodes, we understand when you first hear these terms, communication, information, today's trust, Gary hit it on the head. These, 
These don't sound like very alluring things like maybe forecasting does, but they're so critical. And then when you really break them down and you really look at it from a workforce management perspective, accounting, project management, yeah, there's great tools out there. There's great stuff. We have tools that help us create the workforce management center of excellence, the workforce management source of truth. It is your real-time labor control center. That's what is out there today. It, it's in front of us, and we just want to share that, that it doesn't have to be hard. You don't have to be keeping time while updating. So we've been through five of these now, and I hope it's becoming apparent how interactive these processes are and these pillars are. Uh, you can't leave one out. It all comes together to form a real solid workforce management practice. And if you can get to that point, you're going to be a pretty happy contractor. Uh, uh, I always joke, like a calm falls over the, the office. You know, everything is in real time. There's no real questions. Everyone knows where they're going. You're able to st stabilize your whip. You're able to look at your earned value and it has meaning and it's accurate. And when those things start to happen through this high level of collaboration that's going on, uh, a calm does fall over the workplace. The, the uh, chaos is taken away and it's no longer controlled chaos. It's a very well-oiled machine at that point. Well, the field too, right? Because the field yeah. wants to do a good job and they want the information yeah. and they don't want to do things twice. And, and once they see their input is being utilized, now you've just opened up a whole other avenue of collaboration that you didn't have before. I mean, one of the, I always thought one of the worst things a, a company can do is force their foreman to do a two-week look-ahead and then turn it into the project manager, and the project manager just tosses it up in the upper right-hand corner of his drafting table and doesn't look at it. The foreman knows that. It's not being utilized. The project manager really doesn't know what to do with it. So, but the company says, we will do two-week look-aheads. And the information's lost. And the information is, yeah, and, it's, and you talk about uh, a total waste of time and money. But if you have the platform in place and you're using that information to stay on your, your labor curves and you're, you're, you value that information coming from the field and the field knows it's being utilized, it's a whole different ballgame. Consolidate it, real time, controlled transparency. Thank you everybody again for tuning in. We appreciate it. This was our fifth out of six pillars or trusses. The last trust will be productivity and you can tune in next time to catch that. Uh, in the meantime, thank you Toby for, for joining us. Gary, always appreciate it. And uh, I'm Brian and construction is hard, but it doesn't have to be. We are here to talk about workforce management. Why is it so inconsistent? Construction's hard. <laughs>